everybody. Welcome back to Lipstick and Lightsabers. I am Shannon. And I'm Alex. And we are back with season three of The Bad Bachelor to talk about The Bad Batch final season. Guys. <laughs> you know what I love about this is that we had like n- no wait from the trailer. Like I feel like we yes. literally were just talking about the trailer last episode and now we're already at the show. I remember people complained. They were like, market your show. You put out the trailer and it comes out in a month. And it's like, no, this is what I want. Like, we were ravenous for yeah. this. Yeah. And I and I do hope that the trailer got, like, new fans to tune in to, like, mm-hmm. catch up in the meantime. Because that trailer was so good. The trailer was really good. I just, like, not that we've ever said anything bad, that, bad about Bad Batch ever. Because we haven't. But just remembering... <laughs> where we are at this point, like, in season two. Yeah. The vibe is so different. Well, even season one, like, I'm thinking back and we were like, oh, this is, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, it's, like, a boy show. Yeah, Like, I feel bad for saying that because, like, it's so much more than what, like, I pigeonholed it into, like, Mm -hmm. being. Yeah. It's, like, good Star Wars. Like, it is, like, for everyone. Like, I take back what I said. I, I Well, and I think that they did, honestly, a really good job at evolving it that way, which I kind of feel like is what Clone Wars was all about, because, like, Clone mm-hmm. Wars kind of evolves that way. Because um, when it starts off, like, it has to introduce you to it. You kind of get used to it. You get, like, some slice of life. You get some villains of the week, things like that. And it was that midway point with season two where you're like, oh, my God. So, like, literally exactly halfway through the entire yeah. series is when you're like, oh, this is. And this I do is. think it's, like, so much more digestible than Clone Wars because it's in chronological order. Yes. It's in chronological order. Um, it's There's not nearly as much of it. Like, I, to this day, still have not watched all of Clone Wars because it's just so daunting and mm-hmm. I start watching and I just, like, there's so much more. Like, the Bad Batch is just about the Bad Batch. Whereas, like, yeah. Clone Wars has so many different characters and so many different arcs. It's hard. Like, I've seen specific arcs, but I've never yeah. seen the whole thing. I think with Clone Wars, it's, like, really interesting for the world building aspect to do different things like that. Um, so that's... That's the pro about that, but then the con about that is that, like, I become disinterested in specific episodes. Yeah. Well, and I would argue that that's kind of the same vibe, not to, like, the same extent, but it's a very similar vibe with, like, the higher public. Because the higher public, there's so much going on, right? There's so many characters. And we talk about how it's like, okay, well, we want to get back into Vernestra. We want to get back into, like, um, Elzar and Avar. But there's so many other characters that get the light too. But then Mm -hmm. on the flip side, like, yeah, you get all that cool world building and you learn about all these different things. So it is a little bit more to digest and people have expressed that they think that the higher public is hard to get into for that reason as well. I like, but I feel like you could go in and read, like there's a lot of books you could skip in the high Republic. Yeah. Like if you want to, like, I was talking to someone who hasn't read The High Republic, but now is interested in um, the upcoming Tessa book because we have this, like, romance in oh, Naboo, the right? Co- we haven't even talked about this cover. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
So, like, the te- what's it called? Something temptation? The temptation of the force. Okay, the temptation of the force. Like, people are suddenly interested in reading this book because, one, it takes place in Naboo, and two, it's uh, forbidden romance. Mm-hmm. So people see that and want to read it, but then are like, well, how much of the High Republic do I have to read? And it's probably, like, you have to read the adult books in phase one, right? Yeah, well, see, like, that's the thing, because you don't, for Elzar and Avar, like, you don't need phase two. I kind of yeah. think that's the thing. Like, phase two, to me, really is for people who are, like, I want to see the origins of, like, this story. I, I want to go back in time. I but, will like, go I will go into battle for Marta Rowe. Like, no, I know it's not needed. But, like, but, like I think the only I... thing you need from phase two are the two YA books. Yes, I I don't think you need anything else from phase two. I need more info on Marta Rowe, and I think that Temptation of the Force is supposedly going to have more info on Marta. Yeah. I don't know Um, why I feel like the the upcoming YA novel, I cannot remember the name of it. Hold on. It's at the bottom of our list. Um, Defy the Storm. mm -hmm. I... For some reason, I associate Vernestra with Marta. And I don't know if it's because they both came from Justina, Ireland. But, like, I just I keep remembering how Vernestra has, like, she was given the paths from Mary Santeca. Yeah. And, like, it just, I don't know. I feel like there's some lore I also, building there. I also feel like there's a lot, like, you can compare them in a lot of ways where they're young leaders. Like yeah. they've like they're they're almost like too young for the responsibility that they have. Well, and they have their faith in their institution tested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like I, I see, I kind of feel like Renestra is on her like I don't not villain arc, but she's you know, she's lost her master. She's not mm-hmm. she's lost her Padawan. Like it's so interesting. So, like, I, I definitely feel like if you're interested in this new book, if you're interested in Temptation of the Force, like, yes, you need the three adult phase one books, which here's my thing about it, though. Like, Light of the Jedi is so hard. Some people love Light of the Jedi. I know. I like, think we I have a friend who I loves it. We're, I think we're actually in the minority on this, that we're just, like, both, like, whatever about Light of the Jedi. It's It's so... <laughs> hard for me to read at and least the first hundred pages yes because it gets um, better it does get better but like yeah. the first hundred and pages it's worth is- it to get to like the next two like it is a hundred percent worth it yeah um well not i mean even then like um what is it the fallen star is also mm-hmm. like not the best well it's also coming off the heels of that is very Rising true storm that is very true rising storm is like <laughs> the book in phase one because it's so good i will say my problems with light of the jedi it's actually the same problems i had with so i finished escape from valo which is the second book for phase three our first one was eye of darkness by george mann this one was the middle grade book it's by daniel jose older and Alyssa wong and like it's good, but, like, within the first five chapters, every chapter is told from a different perspective. And that is, like, a reader ick for me because I don't – I'm not settled into the book because it's, like, oh, I learned this thing and now that's completely gone. And, oh, now I'm learning this thing and that's completely gone. Obviously, it all connects. But just off the bat, I was, like, 
I really want to be reading about Ram right now. And I feel like it's not really about him. It's more about these other young Jedi, which were interesting, but it wasn't really what I was looking for for phase three quite yet. Um, but I will say Alyssa Wong and Daniel Jose Older are a dream team and I would like to see them collaborate again. I definitely think that's like the downside of any of the High Republic books. Like our criticism is that there's too many characters. Like yes. it's just like focus more. And I well, think, I don't know, I'm hoping Temptation of the Force is more focused. Yeah. Oh, and that's kind of the thing. It's kind of like, why are we introducing new characters sometimes? It's like, we have so yeah. many already. Why are we introducing more characters? Yeah. So, in phase three, why are we like very minimally should be be introducing new characters. Yeah. That was something good about Eye of Darkness. I feel like they did a good job on focusing on the characters we have because it was about um, Markirian and it was about Avar and like the um, person that was with Avar had like a, a comic run. So like he was an established character. So that was kind of nice. So I I agree. I think Temptation of the Force will be better about that. But I think what will make or break Temptation of the Force is will it be character driven and it's tessa so i want to say that it will be yeah because i trust tessa i, I really do, do. you know um so a couple of things before we get more into the bad batch um alex just went to disney and she rode star tours four times and didn't get exegol whereas last time we went to disney we rode <laughs> star tours four times and got exegol every time so like <laughs> We, okay, so, like, one of the runs was so good because it was sequel trilogy without Tross. Oh, It that was is Jakku nice. and Crate. Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> yeah. And then another time we actually got Kef Beer. Okay. As that's the first nice planet. one, though. No, but that's, like, red flag, right? You get it Kef is. Beer and you're like, I'm going to Exegol. And it didn't. Where did it go? Did it go to Crate? Crate. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like, Akbar, I think, a, no, it wasn't Akbar. It was Maz. She's like, we're sending the coordinators to coordinates to this battle or whatever. And we're like, oh, God, we're going yeah. to Exegol. And I went to Crate and it was like, oh. Also, I was a rebel spy for one of them. Yes. Which was really exciting because I've never been rebel spy. How does and it feel to be better than everyone else? I also, like, <laughs> weirdly knew I was going to be rebel spy. I just, like, I... Like, <laughs> Like, I got into the loading area, and I'm like, I am going to be Rebel Spy this time. I just, like, I just know it, and then I was. That's so weird. That's so and, like, random. I just, like, sat there. I was, like, sitting you in my seat. Yeah. I was sitting in my seat, glasses off, because you cannot, like, they won't choose you for Rebel Spy if you put your glasses on too early before they tell you. Really? Yeah, because they're taking the photo of you while you're, like, sitting there waiting. Oh, yeah, so, like, glasses do not get put on until they tell you glasses on, mm -hmm. right? I'm, like, sitting there just, like, like I'm, like, I'm going to get it this time. Just, like. <laughs> you get, like, a beauty shot? Like, no, it looked horrible, too. Like, <laughs> it didn't, it wasn't even a good photo, but I was, like, focused. Like, I'm, like, keep your head forward. You're going to be Rebel Spy this time. Like, just, like, <laughs> chill until they tell you to put the glasses on. That is I was just, so like, funny. No, like. No thoughts, just straight look for <laughs> So, like, I don't know if I made that happen. I manifested it, but... I think you need to use your powers for good, Alex. 
And I've done that so many times before, too, where I'm like, I want to be Rebel Spy this time. I'm not going to put the glasses on. I'm going to look forward. But this time, I just, like, it was a different vibe. Like, I was like, you just I am know. going to be Rebel Spy. Like, I don't. Like, I don't think I'm going to be. I'm going to be. Sorry to the listeners. I just went on this rant of me being Rebel Spy. I thought you were going to say, um, sorry to the children. (laughs) Rebel Spy. Um, yeah. That's amazing, Yeah, it was nice. And, like, also, so this is the first trip I've had where they have uh, Mando out in Galaxy's Edge in Florida. Grogu was not with him. Yeah, you mentioned that. I saw him. I saw him twice walking around and Grogu not with him. I'm like, what happened to the child? He's like, he's taking a nap on the ship. I'm like, okay. Not like two childless fathers today. Um, did the Grogu animatronic in Florida break? Hmm. I feel like it's likely. Like Disney World, like the the especially the Florida parks put no money into maintenance. <laughs> So I I don't know. Hopefully he shows his face again. But I was really sad that I saw Mando twice and no Grogu. Is um, is Mando a character where if you ask him where Grogu is, he could respond, or is he like the stormtroopers who have? No, like- he can respond. He's talking. Oh, he and is. There's like a mo- there's like a modulator to mm-hmm. changing his voice, so it sounds it like yeah. sounds like Mando. Right. It was yeah, really yeah. Good. He was like really good. He was That's a cool good. character interaction. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know how in Galaxy's Edge, like, there's no, like, line mm-hmm. to, like, meet someone. You just yeah, have to just huddle around. around. Yeah. And, like, the cast member attendant was like, you can't go up to him. He has to invite you to take oh. a photo. Like, he has to invite you. Like, he'll approach you and then he'll talk to you and then ask you if you want to take, like, a hollow. <laughs> it was, like, really strange. Like, you had to be That's chosen. So <laughs> He's got to be like, hey, I saw you from across the room and I really yeah. liked your vibe. <laughs> yeah. That's really strange. That's Well, I guess you're – because you're going soon, so you're going to have to go find him. He is – That's true. He does have a schedule. Yeah. And his location that he's usually at is, like, beside the marketplace. Yeah. That makes sense. To, like, the left of the marketplace and then just, like, empty space. Yeah. I don't think – I've ever seen Mando walking around because I think last time we went, Mando no, wasn't. he hasn't been. So he, like I, because like, I went to Disney World uh, January twenty twenty three, and he was not in Florida yet. Right, yeah, yeah. And so he's new for Florida. He's mm-hmm. been in California a little longer. See, like I don't even think we saw him when we were in California. No, he wasn't in California yet. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it was like after that that they introduced him, um, and. Are they they introduced Ahsoka in they did. California, so she's not – she may end up in Florida, but she's mm-hmm. not right now. I imagine it's a lot of makeup to do on the character performer. Yeah, especially um, – can you imagine all that makeup and then you're in the Florida humidity? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's that's quite a lot. Um, I also went to Oga's and stormtroopers came into Oga's. That's like the first time I've seen that happen. That is wild. I didn't think they could go in. Places. Yeah, they they were in and they were like questioning people in Oga's. That's kind of cool though. What did but like read? also like I don't know if anyone else agrees, but I feel like Oga standards have been deteriorating like every time have I they? go. Like the drinks are so expensive, and my drink was like all ice. Oh, like and like basically like. Obviously, I'm not going into Ogus to, like, get drunk or anything, but, like, mm. the 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 
the drinks are not very strong and there's a lot of ice in them and they're like, you know, like seventeen, eighteen dollars each. It's yeah. it's crazy. Well and like and I like I don't drink, so it's like, yeah, I'll go. Like I've been with you twice, but like when I'm going this time, I'm like, I don't think it's worth it to try to get a reservation and like it's always really crowded in there. Okay, we were seven people and they they put us at one of the high top tables that you stand at like table mm-hmm. right in front of rex which was good yeah. cool that we were right in front of rex but they still had a sharing with three other people see that's so like they did that to us when there was like 10 of us and they tried to and put we us with, with like another family. family yeah it's like that was, that's that's just crazy and like when you have a reservation like you should plan better for this like it's yeah. not like you're walking up um yeah, it was, like, so, like, Ogas is just, like, it's a good vibe in there. Like, Rex is cool, but, like, I guess, like, the magic's wearing off on me a little bit. Because yeah. I do think that there's, like, better bars and lounges in Disney World. Like, I went to Space 220 for the first time in the lounge area, and that was really great, and the drinks were good. And there's a food menu there. Like, you can get appetizers and stuff, whereas, like, Oga's food, there's, like, two different options, and they're, like, horrible. Yeah, like, it's and not it's, good. it's not, like, you can't eat dinner at Oga's. Like, it's, there I is know, no. And, like, so we hadn't eaten, like, we had, like, an hour before Oga's, and we hadn't eaten, and we're, like, okay, we have to go eat somewhere else now because we're about to drink because mm-hmm. we don't want to drink on an empty stomach. So we had to go eat before we went in. It's just, like, annoying because then they're, they're like, they want you in and out so quickly. Like, why didn't they just make Oga's bigger? I know. And I I feel like they have the – they could have made it like any of the other Disney bars. Like – Yeah. But instead it's just – it's I know it's such an experience, but it's so crowded that, like – yeah, I like that's the thing is like if it's if you've never been before, I like then absolutely recommend go. absolutely going. yes. But I think the magic's starting to wear off on me a little bit. I think I've been like three or four times now, and it's like yeah. Eh, I mean, fine. I really liked the first time we went. We sat at the bar the first yeah. time we went. That was really cool because like the bartenders are really fun. Yeah, and like I had fun the second time I went because there were so many of us and we were just like mm-hmm. vibing. But like yeah, no, I I can see I can see what you mean with that. So we do have some news to talk about this time. Um, so there's been some acolyte rumors floating around. Yeah, um, Collider is saying it's coming out in June. I feel like that's so soon. Don't you feel like that's yeah. so soon? Well, Bad Batch is going to end and then it's going to be like ramp up for acolyte is what it's feeling like. Which, I mean, we talked about that last time we recorded was like, what's going to be after Bad Batch? So like, I guess it yeah. is going to be acolyte. And then it'll be Andor after that. And um, Ghost Skeletons. And Skeleton Crew. Skeleton Crew. Yes. (laughs) Yes. The Skeleton Crew. So, like, I'm I'm very excited. I Did you see that thing? It was translated from another language. I think it was translated from, like, Japanese or something. They said something about, like, soulmates in the Force. Did you see that? Yeah, for the Acolyte? For the Acolyte. Yeah, I did. Like, what is that? It's Big very Raylo. <laughs> Maybe just, they're setting like, something up for the Ray movie. Maybe. Except I, think I don't about the I Ray movie, that, and I'm like, I don't know. I I'm I sent you that quote that was like from Disney exec saying that they're like they were saying something weird about oh, they, like they, wokeness. Yeah, that they're losing the yeah anti woke so crowd. Me, 
It makes me very worried about the right movie. Yes. Yeah, no, it definitely does. Because, like, I don't know why they are care they care about losing the anti-war crowd. Yeah. So, I will say, like, I, I still have one worry with Acolyte. And my one worry is that adult Vernestra is in it. And I just don't know how to feel. I know. Like, I'm excited. I'm so excited to see her. But I'm also just, like, nervous. Yeah. Because I love her so much. So, I don't, I'm just, that's my one thing. But then yeah. I remember that, like, I am, it's going to be good. I am a fan of Russian Doll, and I do think that Leslie Headland is capable of making something really special. Yes. So I I have trust in her, I think. I do, too. I, I think I think it's going to be really cool. Like, I, I feel like it's going to be really different, and I'm excited mm-hmm. for that. And then you remember, like, the cast. <sighs> the cast is, like, phenomenal for The cast? Yeah. Yeah, I it's. I wonder when they're gonna drop a trailer. Like, do you think they'll wait mm-hmm. until Bad Batch is over? I'm trying to think if there's any big cons coming up. Are there any big cons like between now and like June? I don't think so, actually, because in the spring it's normally celebration, but there isn't a celebration this year. When's San Diego Comic Con? Oh wait, no, that's July. Never mind. Mm. New York is in October. So nowhere for them to really showcase anything. Yeah. Which, I mean, kind of makes sense because I feel like they've been a little secretive with Acolyte. But that just, that's just kind of a vibe that I've gotten. I think that's good, though. I honestly. agree. We also got announced that um, we are getting an in-universe book about the rise and fall of the Empire. That's really cool. Yeah, at first I didn't blink my eyes at Like, I just, like didn't think of anything of the announcement. And then I saw someone saying that it was in universe. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Cause like in general, it is kind of like whatever, but the fact that like, this is a book that is like canonically like Like, exists in the world. What's the POV of the writer? Like who wrote it? Yeah. Yeah, Like interesting. And there was um, a rumor that who was it was going to maybe get cast in a star Wars. And people are like Smith. Well, they were like, ooh, Ray Sloan. Oh, um, Angela Bassett yeah. is potentially being cast in Star Wars. There is no, like, indication of who she'd be playing, but everyone thinks that she would be a great Ray, Ray Sloan. She Especially, really would like, be. age-wise, like, if she's going to be Ray Sloan in, like, the sequel trilogy timeline, I think she would be the right age. Yeah. It would be, like, um... What were those books called? The trilogy? Aftermath. Aftermath. Like, Aftermath time. Yeah. So that would make sense. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I would and Yeah, it would make it. sense to find out what's happened to Ray Sloan. Yeah. Well, and honestly, like, that ties in so much with Thrawn, and I feel like they're gearing up to do more with Thrawn, and yeah. she's part of that storyline. And so she already has... Angela Bassett already has a really good relationship with Disney because of... Black Panther. Mm-hmm. She also um, narrates Imagineering story. Mm. That's cool. So she has quite the relationship with the Disney company. So I think, even though it's a rumor, I think that it's very plausible that she's talking about being in Star Wars. Yeah. People are just worried. Like, please don't cast Angela Bassett and then make her an alien. Yeah, I think that's the they one, always the one do thing. that. Yeah, like, they, like even though like I love Lupita as Maz, like you yeah. wouldn't know that that's her. <laughs> like, 
And then so, you yeah. have like Tandy Newton who did get to like be human, but then, and gets then killed, got killed like, immediately. Yeah. yeah. So and like Ray Sloan is such an amazing character. Mm-hmm. So honestly, anything else for Angela Bassett would be like an insult in my opinion. Because <laughs> she's Angela yeah. Bassett. She did the thing. (laughs) (laughs) So our last thing for news before we get into Bad Batch is that we did get a new poster along with the premiere. (laughs) And it's got, hey, what up, girl? Where my hug at? Crosshair. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I had to put the poster on our notes because I was like, we need to talk about this. (laughs) It's a good poster. I mean, it's a floating heads poster, but I like it. I mean, I like the other poster more because, like, I always like simplicity over mm-hmm. floating heads. Yeah. But I just, like, who decided that was the pose for crosshair? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's literally, like, hunched over. It's the, um, <laughs> what is that meme? Like, who is that guy? <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, my God, I don't know what it's I, called. I don't know, but it's the, the meme guy like, that's, like, bashful. It's like a bashful. Like bashful. <laughs> that's what it looks like um yeah his like postures he's all hunched so over bad. he's like got his hand up on his head it literally is just like <laughs> hey girl it, it's kind of giving hello Zuko here <laughs> <laughs> I mean I honestly though love that crosshair is everybody is finally understanding that crosshair is amazing that like, he's the bachelor. He is the bachelor. Like, people have been like, okay, crosshair girlies, I get it now. I'm like, absolutely. What like, do you mean you get it now? there were people who weren't crosshair girlies yes! before. Like, how have you not? Like, I feel like I was born a crosshair girly. <laughs> I was predisposed. <laughs> I, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Although, I will say, though, like, when I think about, like, who is my favorite Bad Batch member, like, I want to say Crosshair, but I You're also... You're a Wrecker girl. Yeah, I know in my heart it's Wrecker. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you were never anti-Crosshair. No, Crosshair's my baby girl. Like, that's my princess right there. But, like, <laughs> but like Wrecker in the goofy run he does in episode two. <laughs> it just, he's so cartoon. Wait, you mean Hunter? No, wasn't it Wrecker who ran off like that? Oh, Wrecker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, you, yeah. Sa- you said Crosshair and I was like, what? Oh, no, 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 no. He's not in episode two. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and just, Wrecker. And I mean, you're you're a hunter girly through and through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love all the boys. Yeah, our bachelors. And our missing, our, our absentee mom, who just couldn't be bothered, Echo. But Echo's on the poster. No, well, in episode two, we'll get to it. But he's he's on his way. He just I mean, needs to take a few rotations to get to them. Just a few rotations. And ro- Hunter, <laughs> Hunter is very antsy. I I saw somebody tweet. Um, it was like the members of the Bad Batch and their like walkout song. And I agree yeah. with all of them except for Echo's. Echo's was super massive black hole. And I'm like... Echo doesn't give me super massive black hole vibes. Like, I don't know how to say this in any other way except for this, is that, like, he's too gay for that song. Yeah. You know he's, I mean? he's like, more feminine, yes. I guess. Yes. Yeah. But, he's like, Re- yeah. Wreckers was Party in the USA. Yeah. 
I mean... Well, then what song would you give Echo? (laughs) Honestly, I would give him... um, I don't know. This is a family-friendly show, so I can't say it. Really? No, you know what I thought of? No, I have, like, a family-friendly one, but I'm just, like, imagining, like, when we were at the Airs tour, <laughs> there's, like, the playlist at the beginning, and everyone goes crazy for applause, like, oh that's God. Echo. That is Echo, though! <laughs> oh, my God. So like, he, I'm- like, love he loves Gaga, like... Oh, he is a little monster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. See, this is why we needed more Bad Batch, because this is like lipstick and lightsabers in its purest form. (laughs) Okay, so now we have to get into the actual episodes, which are not giggle fun time, unfortunately. Um, Yeah, but we always make it giggle fun time, (laughs) even when it's sad. Because... Um, they're being silly, but sad. They are being silly. I know, in a sad way. Which, honestly, that's what I want from Star Wars. Star Wars, to me, is silly, stupid, but also sad heartbreak at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love it. Are the hearts breaking, like, in that new J-Lo movie? Like, what is that? Yeah, we, Shannon and I haven't watched that movie, but she sent me a video explaining it, and I am baffled. It's... Yeah, it's I like I've seen so many like random B horror movies lately that have wild plots, and to me that plot is wilder. Yeah, fair, fair. Fair, you know. <laughs> okay, so we got a three episode premiere. Honestly, so happy we did, and I feel like the reason we did because I feel like it's expected that for them to do a two episode premiere, but. I feel like it wouldn't have felt like a complete premiere unless we got episode three. Because episode three, I feel like, is when we're like, okay, we're on the track. Like, we're on track. We're moving into things. Like, we, it would took three episodes to get there. And I feel like they had to show all those things. Mm-hmm. So episode one, confined. Um, who cried? If you didn't say yes, you're lying. yeah. I actually, so, like, I agree with you, but I actually think I cried more in Shadows of Tantas. Yeah, that one is something. That is something. So, in Confined, like, again, like, I just want to compare this to the season two premiere. Remember how that opened and it was, like, them on a mission, like, running from crabs or something? And it was just kind of silly. Yeah, season two. Yeah, Yeah, season two. Whereas this... Like oh, I think we criticize that episode a bit, and this one I don't, I don't have that criticism. No, I love well, this. They even did like a like a previously on thing and like mm-hmm. caught you up to speed. And for this this episode is entirely about Omega and Crosshair being in this imperial lab, right? Like it's just them living there, and Omega is really just there so that Nala say will do her job mm-hmm. um which is analyzing clones to look for a high m count which i think we all know what m stands yeah. for yeah like so they're looking for compatibility and so far they've been pretty weak at finding specimens that are working 
It sounds like the ones that they think work have ended up like dying or yeah. like something has happened to them. Like it's mm-hmm. not it's not a viable option. Mm-hmm. Um, not good enough. Not good enough to please the emperor. Right. And somebody and- brought up that this is still carried on like in the Mandalorian. Like that's why they want Grogu is for the same reason. My question is, is that a different project? Because you know how like Emperor Palpatine has all his little side chick scientists all over the place? Yeah. Like did he task each little scientist with doing the same thing and just see how they go about it differently and who can come to the like con- like the solution faster? I could definitely see that. My only thing is that like Bad Batch takes place like five years into Imperial time, right? Mm-hmm. And, Early. Yeah. yeah. And then Mandalorian takes place post the Empire's fall. Mm-hmm. So did Hemlock survive? I don't know. Yeah. Or it's like, did the project get halted? Did they like, you know, bring it back up? Like is that speaking to, like, maybe they're going to take it down at the end of season three, but then it's going to get revived because somebody lives? Like, that's kind of what I'm thinking of. Um, mm-hmm. But it is, like, interesting. Like, I do think it's really cool how, like, in Tross, it's like, I could be like, so I don't care about Palpatine clones. But then in this, it's so sinister and they do it so well. Like, yeah. that I'm like, of course he would be planning this. Like, because Palpatine is so smart, except for in Tross, when he's so dumb. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I, well, Tross is just, like, its own beast that is very badly explained, very badly written. Characters have, like, no development. So, like, while the clone thing makes total sense, it's just the execution so poor. And then we got stuff like this and season one of Mando that are very, very closely tied and make a lot of sense. Yeah. And are very good. Like I said to you, like, I'm like, you know, these three episodes of Bad Batch feel like what the Mandalorian should have been. I agree. Like, it feels more like what season one was setting up. Yeah, like, you know, like, they were gonna get their hands on Grogu, like, they were gonna do these experiments and find out, like, he was a match, blah, 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 like, it's very similar to Omega storyline, and then he was gonna escape, right? Yes. Like, and then they were gonna conduct a manhunt to continue to go after him. Like, what happened to that? Like, it just kind of sizzled out where the Emperor like, stopped, or the Empire stopped caring about Grogu. hmm Yeah, that was really strange, because, I mean, they did bring back, you know, what's-his-name, but at the end of the day, I think it was his arc ended up being more about Mandalore than it was about Grogu, which was Yeah, and I think that's like a, but I think that's completely because of what fans want and they're like oh the fans want to see mandalore so we're yeah, gonna do that. and they want to see you know cameos they wanted to see other characters where i like i hate to say that like bad batch is low stakes but it's kind of like with publishing where it feels like you know 
higher ups don't like care, care as much so that the creatives can kind of write and do what yeah. they want to do. Um, which has led to Bad Batch being honestly some of the best Star Wars we've had in a really long time. Like I would definitely put it up there with like Andor and Obi-Wan mm-hmm. with just yeah. how good the storytelling is. One of my favorite things about this first episode was um, so there is a time jump, which I think somebody counted the scratches and it's five months, but they weren't sure. Yeah, they um, said five to six months. Yeah, five to six months. Um, so Omega, you know, she's got her new haircut. I honestly really love the ponytail. Like, I actually mm. really like it. It um, suits her. But I love that all this episode is, is Omega on her daily routine. So she does the same thing over and over again. She gets up. She works in the lab. They draw her blood. She takes it to Nalase. Nalase throws it away. She goes and takes care of the Lorca hounds. And then she goes and talks to Crosshair. And somebody pointed out that the way she interacts with this one Lorca hound, um, Batcher, is shot exactly the same as how she interacts with Crosshair. So it's supposed to be that Batcher and Crosshair are mirrors of each other. And, like, mm. Batcher is, like, my baby girl. So, like, of course, Crosshair yeah. is my baby girl, you know? Batcher. I'm so glad. Okay, I obviously this gets in the, the third episode, but I'm so glad Batcher's going on this journey with us. We did not yeah. leave Batcher well, behind. That would have been there. too sad. I was, like, crying when Batcher was, like, howling. I know. I was like, is she is she okay? Like, what's happening? Yeah. And, and like, they were, like, Hemlock was saying, oh, like, Batcher's not going to survive in the wilderness because there's, like, other creatures out there that kill everything. And I was like, oh, no, Batcher's calling attention to herself. Well, and I thought that was interesting because, like, they slated her to be executed because Omega was, like, slowly befriending Batcher. And she became domesticated. And she became domesticated. And, like, again, that's kind of what was happening, like, with Crosshair. Like, because of Crosshair's, like, conditioning, like, he was definitely, like, very hostile. And, like, he even acts like that towards Omega. Like, he's trying to do that thing of, like, I'm going to be so mean to you that you'll just leave me behind because, like, I'm going to slow you down. And he ends up, you know, like, she does break him down and just be like, she's like, I'm not going to leave you. Like, you can be as mean to me as you want. Yeah. I'm still, you're still part of my family. I'm not going to leave without you. I really love that moment on the first, like, I guess the first day when she goes to visit him secretly. And he's telling her, like, I would leave without you. Like, don't come here ever again. You're going to get both of us in trouble. And then the time jump happens and you see her repeating the same thing every day. And she goes to see Crosshair every day. Part, mm-hmm. of, part of her like routine. Yeah. And it, like, it's just like Omega is such a good person. Like, she she's really just, is. Um, so caring. And she sees the good in Crosshair. And that was something that, like, we were desperate for. Because, like, I remember getting really frustrated about Crosshair's arc. Like, wanting it to move faster. Like, it Mm -hmm. seemed like for a while they were going to let Crosshair just kind of, like, be evil and, like, be a villain. Um, And that all changed around, like, in that Outpost episode. And it just makes so much sense to me that's, like, of course Omega is the one who would never, ever give up on somebody like Crosshair. And she's Mm -hmm. the one who was, like, you know, Crosshair sent us a message. We have to go after him, which resulted in her getting um, taken. But 
to be perfectly honest, if anybody was going to help Crosshair escape, it was going to be Omega. Like, she's not, it's just so weird because, like, we've truly seen her grow up and she's not just some, like, little kid who doesn't know what she's doing. Like, she knows how these facilities work because she grew up in them. She's so, like, caring towards yeah. anything that's and, suffering. And, like, Nala Say basically raised her, right? And I feel like she got a lot of that from her. Yeah, because Nala Say is also very – I feel like Nala Say is the same way. Yeah. We just she don't get ri- to see it she as risks. much. Well, you see it in, like, these episodes where she risks – herself to save Omega. She mm-hmm. is very selfless for, you know. I saw somebody say that, um, you know, because in this routine, Omega's blood is drawn. They take it to Nalase and Nalase just immediately throws it away. She's like, we're not mm-hmm. testing you, even though they keep taking her blood. And somebody mentioned that Nalase literally helped save the galaxy by quiet quitting her job. <laughs> yeah. Because she was purposefully, like, not doing what she was supposed to be doing and just being like, oh, I just need more time. Oh, I just need more resources. Mm -hmm. Like, I love that for her. Honestly, what an amazing. I also like that the machine that tests the blood looks like a clock and it, like, ticks down. Like, it's like we're running out of time. Like, one of these days, Omega's blood is going to be tested and it's that's when the clock is going to, like, stop. Yeah, it was kind of like, what is, what is it, like, Chekhov's gun? You know, it's like, yeah. oh, if a gun's in a scene, it's going to go off. It, it's like the fact that Omega's sample keeps being taken to where this clock machine is. Like, they're going to test her blood. And obviously, she's going to be the missing link because they keep drawing attention to it and, like, throwing it away, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, we know that it's like, oh, like, immediately this urgency of like oh my god i hope her blood never ends up in that thing even though i know it's going to like immediately was introduced so well like the way these scenes were shot was so good (laughs) Mm -hmm. like i've seen other episodes of tv that are not you know the bad batch that are not nearly this well put together yeah, I think that's just, like, a testament to the animation team they have at Lucasfilm because, you know, a lot, a lot, some of these people worked on Rebels and you, you see the same kind of thing in Rebels where some stuff is just so mm-hmm. well put together um, and executed, storyboarded well. Um, and I know, like, I see a lot of people giving Dave Filoni a lot of credit for this, but, yeah, he's like, not. people have pointed out that Dave hasn't worked on the Bad Batch since, like, the first season. Yeah, like, he he conceptualized the Bad Batch, but, like, he's not... He's been yeah. busy. He's been doing mm-hmm. his Mando and Grogu movie. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know. Um, I think the last thing I'll say about this episode is um, the scientist Emery, who we found out in season two, is also a female clone. I feel like we're going to learn more about bats. Yeah, someone pointed out that she's a last name. And, like, why would she have a last name? Yeah, I almost wonder if, like, they created her, but then they kind of, like, just, she just became, like, a person. You know what I mean? Like, she's never treated like she's a clone. Like, not like Omega is. So I wonder if maybe Emery is actually, like, a from a bad batch like 
she came out female and they were like, oh, and they like discarded her. But I don't know. Like they haven't mentioned that yet. Her motives are so hidden. Like, I don't know what she's doing. Cause yeah. like, it seems like she cares about Omega, but she does follow orders. Like Omega makes that little Lulu, Lula doll, which like, oh my God. <laughs> and Emery takes it from her. Emery seems to like kind of care about her well-being, but at the same time, like her loyalty to the Empire seems pretty firm. Mm-hmm. I think I think the secret to it really is that she just sees herself in Omega, so she she is treating her like how she would have wanted to be treated when she was young, like that. Because mm-hmm. I imagine maybe um, Emery also kind of moved up through the science um, labs as a kid, just, like, Omega, like, helping, and she probably didn't have someone, like, Omega, I guess. Yeah. So I think it's just, like, she she wants to be as kind as she can without getting too mm-hmm. in trouble. Like, she's not going to do anything drastic. Like, no. she, we, we obviously see she doesn't allow them to escape. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think it's just that. She's just trying to give her, like, a kind courtesy once in a while yeah i wonder if we'll get an episode either from emory's perspective or giving us the backstory of her because it's just like i have so many questions about how she got to where she is the Mm -hmm. fact that she is a clone like i feel like the clones like are monitored so closely so i just wonder how she got to be in this position and is working the way that she, and operating the way that she is. So I think that takes us to episode two, which is a lot of people have been saying is like a filler episode and it's not. Oh my God. I am like so sick of this filler discussion I know. on Twitter. I also am confused if people are talking about Avatar The Last Airbender or Bad Batch, like how it even started. Because I've been seeing people talk about how like the Netflix live action cut out all of the filler episodes. So like I don't even know like when I'm reading an ep- a tweet about filler episodes, what anyone's talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, have we learned nothing from Star Wars animation? Like, do we forget the Purgles? You know, do we forget when tech became a pod racer? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I forgot, I forgot until you said that. Um, I know it was no, it was no but like, <laughs> it. And well, like even even if it is a filler episode, so what? We got we got to see our boys. Well, and see to me, like that's the thing. Like to me, right now, this is telling a narrative from two perspectives. One perspective is about Omega and Crosshair trying to escape this facility, and the other Omega, the other perspective, is what Hunter and Wrecker are doing. Like yeah. it wouldn't have made sense for me to not have a s- episode about Hunter and Wrecker yeah, mixed in I with liked, this. I liked how they split it. Instead of splitting POV in the first episode, they decided to do, like, two different premieres, basically. Like, mm-hmm. episode two was, like, the premiere episode for Wrecker and Hunter. Yes. And it was extremely... Even if, like, people think that, like, the contents of the episode were filler, it was extremely important to show us where Hunter and Wrecker are in terms of their head. Like, they just lost tech. 
They lost Omega to the Empire. Where are their heads? Hunter is the most depressed we have ever seen him. People were, like, so expecting Hunter to be, like, frantic or, like, all this. But he is just so... But he... On one hand, though, he is a bit frantic. Like, he is... He wants to go in guns blazing. And... Oh, I'm sorry. um, Wrecker has to put him in his place and be like, you know, we have to wait for, you know, Echo's going to come help in, like, a rotation. Like, we have to be patient because the last time we went in with no plan tech died and they got omega so we need to plan this out and so like i really like that rucker is that like voice of reason voice of reason Rucker being the voice of reason i know um and it's extremely sad to me that this crew this team that have been you know four or five people at one time on the on the marauder are now two people but it was so like I don't think the gravity really hit me that it was just gonna be Hunter and Wrecker until you see them in this ship by themselves and Lula you see Lula you also see Tex goggles like yeah which just further proves my theory that Tech is running around goggleless right now (laughs) what does he look like goggleless (laughs) I don't know like that's the question um but somebody also pointed out that the lighting in the Marauder was very different. Normally, it's very, like, warm and homey because the Marauder is the Bad Batch's home. But in this episode, it's very cold and dark because it's not a home anymore. Like, it's just, like, all that's left is Wrecker and Hunter, and they only have each other. To me, this episode is literally, narratively, exactly the same as the very first episode. The only difference is, is that it's not about Omega and Crosshair. Now, I get what people say that this is filler because the third episode was back to Omega and Crosshair. But I think if you didn't have this one in the middle, it would make the pacing get weird. Because I bet you the fourth episode is going to be about Wrecker and Hunter again. And Mm -hmm. whatever they're doing, will it end with you know, them all meeting back up. I don't know, but I bet it's going to keep switching off until they're back together. Yeah. I, and like, I also wonder, so in episode three, we're told like, okay, Hemlock now has the entire resources of the entire empire. (laughs) So like, really just like, yeah, sure. Anything for you, girl. Like it's Palpatine, Hemlock's like, is Hemlock his, like, sugar baby, like... <laughs> oh, my God. Confusing no, like, he's got all the little side chicks, like... The way, the way that Hemlock looks at Palpatine. <laughs> okay, but we should go back to episode two. I got us off track because I do actually want to talk about the, like, vine monster. Yeah, like, okay. So... They're trying to find Omega, obviously. And I also really love, so they don't have tech anymore. So they have to do all like the computering for themselves. And I really do think Hunter is fighting for his life out here, trying to work a computer. Obviously, Wrecker can't do it. So Hunter's literally trying his best. I love how we open with them like being mercenaries and the reason they're tra- they're being mercenaries is to get information. I loved seeing the Durans 
and the pikes like I think it's only a matter of time before we get more about like these criminal syndicates because it's so there's so much lore in them and like mm-hmm. all they wanted they were like we need to know about this intel and we find out later that the intel that they had was old but it yeah. takes them to this jungle planet where they find an old lab that has completely been run down and destroyed. Yeah, and then they find little baby clones or like teenage clones who escaped the lab before it was destroyed. So it was like purposefully destroyed. Like they didn't want the information to be followed. And we later find out in episode three that Palpatine wants the lab that they're currently at to be secret and like other sects of the Empire will not even know that it exists there. So it's going to be really hard for the Bad Batch to find that lab, but Omega has escaped. So the question is, does Hunter know she escapes? Well, <laughs> or will they I, try? I feel like Omega, like the first thing she's going to do probably is try to contact Hunter. Yeah. And so either they're going to contact him and they're going to reunite quickly, or there's going to be some kind of device like entered into the narrative to be like, oh, but she can't actually contact Hunter. So they're like, because they're going to be tracked. It's it's literally, it's literally I, giving when Mr. Krabs sold Spongebob to Plankton and they sing their little song because they miss each other. That's literally what it's giving. I'm so okay. sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's what it's giving, though. <laughs> um, I also wonder, like, if they do get picked together, will we see the Pikes again? Or, sorry, not the Pikes, but the Durans. And they make another deal with them to hide them. Because, like, if anyone, I guess, can do that and have protection, will it be a syndicate? Yeah. Well, and then that kind of brings back in, like, do you think we'll see Sid again? Oh, God. I don't want to see Sid again. Really? Like, you don't think we'll maybe get, like, a like a Sid redemption? No, no, no. Like, we... We might. I'm just, like, mad at Sid. Like, I know. I don't personally want to see Sid. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes me wonder, because, like, I also, like, don't – I'm not happy with where they left off with Sid or anything like that. I've been thinking about it, though, because um, when my students are doing, like, independent work, I put, like, lo-fi on, and I actually really like a lot of the um, Star Wars lo-fi playlist, and they have one for Bad Batch, and it's called Sid's Parlor. And it's Omega and Sid playing hollow chess with the batch, like, in the background. So I've been thinking a lot more about Sid because mm. it's just, like... Because of lo-fi. Yeah, you know? Um, and these these three little clones that they find, like, Hunter... Somebody pointed out, they're like, you know, there's girl dads, there's boy dads. Hunter's just a dad. He's like, are you a child? I will adopt you. I don't care what you are. I will adopt you. He literally, he's like... They finish their little mission. They go into this. Hunter is like, if there's any chance that there's data left in this old facility, we're going. Even though it's super dangerous because there's these weird things called slither vines everywhere that are super aggressive. And the Empire made them. They make It's giving Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Yeah. Well, I actually thought of it like the gear also. Like, I know yeah. those aren't man-made. But, like, just, you know, having plants that, like, attack just, like, brings me to think about the Drangir. That's true. That is really true. It kind of true. And then you wonder, like, 
because obviously they probably know about Drangir existing in the past, mm-hmm. right? What happened to the Drangir? That's true. Like maybe that's just or another they just thing. couldn't control them, so they had to make their own thing. I feel like that's probably what it is. Like they probably made their own strain of it and then just couldn't control it either and abandoned Mm -hmm. it. That could be why the facility was abandoned because they just couldn't control these plant things, you know? But it kind of sounds like their new location is dangerous too. Like they were saying, you know, like in that jungle, there's a creature that's killing everything that goes out in the jungle. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that both of these facilities are on, they're in jungles. Yeah. Just because they want to hide. Yeah. Like, they think they'll be less likely to be found. I guess so. And especially when, like, you're surrounded by things that are so dangerous, so deadly. Like, they kind of expected Omega and Crosshair when they escaped to, like, be killed just by the jungle. Obviously, they weren't going to, like, just hope that that happened. Um, But you kind of get that vibe here in this jungle, too. It's like... If you tried to get to this facility secretly, like on foot or whatever, like the jungle is probably going to kill you. So it's very, very hidden, very tucked away. It's kind of a wonder that these three clones have been surviving in the jungle. Yeah, in a cave. <laughs> in a cave. Yeah. And they all have names like Clank and I don't like stick. Oh, I didn't write down their names. I didn't either, but they were, (laughs) they were very They all look the same. They all look the same to me. They're interchangeable. (laughs) Yeah, they're interchangeable to me. Yeah. I was like, in the notes, I was like, oh, they got to the cave and there was a third one there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but Hunter is like, we're going to take you guys with us. And they, they send them to Pabu. Yeah. Like, and how do you feel about that? They didn't say Pabu. They said, "Oh, we're gonna." We know we have, a pl- we know we, a place. We know a place. <laughs> it's an island. Guys, tell you they know a place, and, and then they, they send you to, to Pabu. Pabu. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm stressed because we know from the trailer that Pabu is gonna get attacked. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Pabu's not going to be safe anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I It does make me wonder how the Empire gets wind of Pabu. Like, yeah. I, it, like, I really hope Pabu's okay because that's how the series was supposed to end in my mind. I know. It's supposed to end with them all on Pabu and Wrecker catching the biggest fish of his life. Yeah. Like, that's how it's supposed to end. And they're and all Tech's happy. Alive. And Tech's alive. <laughs> Tech and Fee have babies. <laughs> We did get a glimpse of that trooper that everybody's like, mm, is it tech? Yeah. Oh, the tech? I we don't got know. A glimpse. I don't know. I personally think it's winter soldier tech. And I will continue to think that even when we find out that it's not. Because I am delusional. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole Maroc thing. <laughs> Yeah, literally. <laughs> but it is. It's Winter Soldier tech. Okay, but... So the fact that they had the goggles, right? Okay, circling back to this. The fact that they have the goggles means that they went down there to find tech. So either... So they saw a body or they didn't. Yeah, either they saw a body or they didn't see a body. But they yeah. have the goggles, which he had on. So obviously they went down there. 
that's the question. Like they went down there looking for tech. Did tech abandoned his goggles and is running around the forest goggleless? Did he so leave like, them because he got captured? Somebody said that they should be looking at the footage on the goggles. Like maybe tech left the goggles because it has like a recording of something that yeah. happened. But, like, I want to know what his prescription is, like, if he can see. Oh, no, it's definitely, like, negative four, both eyes. Like, like he's, like, almost legally blind. I think yeah. he, I think Tech is probably legally blind. Like, yeah. I don't think so Tech is allowed to drive at night. Yeah, so you know? probably either the Empire scooped him up, which, at least in that case, he's not wandering around the jungle not being able to see anything. Although, how original Grimm's fairy tale Rapunzel is that? A prince wandering around the desert blind, listening for the sound of his <laughs> lost love. I can't believe you just called Tech a prince. <laughs> you know? Um, but speaking of our Bad Batch having um, disabilities, Crosshair has ptsd and so his hands are shaking mm-hmm. i get so upset. oh my god that scene is so sad i know so i think we're kind of moving in officially to episode three which is the shadows of tantis um which this is where omega and crosshair escape they make their escape and i love that what finally was like oh you literally have to escape now is the fact that palpatine arrives and Nala say is like, get out. Like, go get my tablet. You have to leave. Yeah, she, but knows. she knew. She knew her M count was high. She knew. Nala knew. She knew that girl had that M count, girl. <laughs> Why can't we say, hey, girl, what's your M count? <laughs> but because of this, so Emery is tasked with doing Nalase's like daily activities because Nalase now has to play like tour guide to Emperor Palpatine and show mm-hmm. him how Project Necromancer is going. Um, so Emery gets Omega's sample and so obviously it doesn't get thrown away. It gets put into the little clock mm-hmm. machine. So this whole episode, as things are happening, it'll go back to the machine and it'll show it tick again and it'll show you where Omega's is. So you know you're getting closer. And they have to get out before it gets to Omega's. They don't know that, but we know that. Mm -hmm. That if they're not out of there before Omega's is checked, that's they're in trouble. But but then again, if it took too long to get to Omega's, they could have been shot down. Because up until they find out that her M count is high. They're like, they don't care if they kill them. Like That's they're, true. They were trying to shoot down that ship. They were about to kill them. So it also saved Omega. That is true. Because there's something we didn't mention in the first episode. A ship crashes at this site. And Hemlock is like, we don't need to race, waste resources going to save them. Like, the jungle will just kill them off. Like, they mm-hmm. don't care. All they care about is that these two cannot get off the planet because they know about the lab. So obviously yeah. they need to be killed. But yeah, when they find out, it's like, oh, she's the chosen one. She is going to do the kidney transplant for Palpatine. <laughs> she's the donor. Um, they're like, we act, we can't kill her. Like, they literally stop yeah. and they pull back. Because they 
they have to take her alive. I, I wonder how her M count is so high. Because, like, Crosshair's blood wasn't doing anything for them. Well, none of the other clones have either. Yeah, because I was thinking, I was like, well, maybe it's a bad batch thing, but Crosshair's blood is not doing anything. Mm -hmm. Well, it kind of makes you wonder, like, about how the Force works, which is something I feel like they've talked about a little bit, and then they kind of backed off. Because, like, the last time we've heard of, like, you know, M-count means metachlorians, okay? That's what this means. And the last time we heard about metachlorians was in... Phantom Menace, the last and only time that we've heard about Metachlorians. So it's like, how does it work? What does it mean? I've even heard, I can't remember where it was that I read this, that actually, I think I might have been Escape from Valor, that the Force isn't something, it's not like a gene. It doesn't get passed down. Um, So like you can be in like a very powerfully Force-sensitive family and you yourself not have any force sensitivity. Mm -hmm. Like, it's actually kind of wild that Luke and Leia have the force, because like with Anakin having the force too, because it's not something that, like, is in your bloodline. Mm -hmm. Um, But Anakin had the highest midichlorian count ever. Well, that's because he's space Jesus. so. So maybe that's why, I mean, yeah, I don't know. But then how does Omega, like... Because Omega's a clone. She's, like, lab-created. Like, they have control over how they made her. Like, does Nala say, like, did Nala say put midichlorians into her? See, that's kind of the thing. It's, like, what are the midichlorians? Like, is it something that can be injected into you to, like, artificially give you the force? Did we ever find out why the Bad Batch is the Bad Batch? I think it's because they're not, they're not I like exactly straight up identical because mm-hmm. they gave them abilities. Abilities, yeah. Yeah. So because like that means that the ability they were trying to give Omega was the Force. It could have been, and maybe like maybe they tried to do that before. Like I bet they've been trying to do that honestly because that's something that Palpatine would want to do, and it has kept failing. Nala say maybe it worked in Omega and that's why she's always kept Omega close because she knows she's always known that she it yeah. worked in her. Nala Say knows she's a genius, but she has she keeps her cards close. She really does. Like Nala Say does not need you to know that she knows everything. So I mean that that's been a theory for a long time that Omega has the force or is somehow force sensitive because yeah, all of the Bad Batch were given a special ability. So that would have been, that would have made sense for the fifth member of the Bad Batch to then be given Force abilities. We haven't seen Omega use the Force, but like, I think you could almost point to her taming Batcher. Like, yeah. that's, that's a very Force wait, ability. Wait, what Jedi is able to, like, has a Force connection with animals? Obi-Wan. Yeah, yeah, she like could have that. Is she? Is this Obi Wan's granddaughter? <laughs> <laughs> or like, um, her and or her like force quality is like her compassion, like her emotion, like she's able to calm not just animals but like also other people. Like you see it the way she's just compassionate to like everyone around her. Yeah, it's definitely, like, a different... Honestly, if I were to compare it to anybody, I'd probably compare it to Leia. 
Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Leia doesn't have, like, a super strong force ability, but, like, you see it manifest in ways not like Luke. It's not like she's levitating things. It's not like she's, yeah. you know, reading people's minds or, like, whatever. Like, it's just, it's very subtle. She uses subtle. it politically, though. Yes. It's super mm-hmm. subtle in that way. And I also just realized, as we were talking, that literally in High Republic, they were like, the force is not something in a bloodline. And yet... And yet, that's what they went with in Tross. Anyway, just thought about that. So I do wonder what, how we're going to see this continue on, like, with Omega. Because, like, her and Crosshair escape. I love, I love this escape. Because Crosshair is like, do you have a plan? And she's like, no. And he's like, it's not a joke. (laughs) (laughs) He's a natural. He's a natural dad, even though he thinks that he isn't. Like, yeah, he's, he's a planner also, and yes. she's just like winging it, and she's like, he's like, you no. know, I think it is natural to think that Tech is the Virgo. I actually think Crosshair is the Virgo. Crosshair, yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. I think that Tech also, is definitely an Earth sign, but I like think Taurus that Crosshair is the Virgo. Or, yeah. yeah. Technically, I like a Capricorn. Really maybe. liked when Crosshair went crazy. <laughs> he <And> bites. <laughs> because <laughs> you know like omega tells him like we don't have a plan but like i need you to distract the guards <laughs> i love how he distracts the guards he's like i'm your commander and they're like literally they're like, you're, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna open this and they're like uh and, and then, then he just goes crazy omega gets it open and he literally the, there's a screenshot of him with his mouth open like because he's screaming <laughs> just, it's amazing but yeah like his Crosshair is the saddest boy. Um, I do think that Hunter is um, currently competing for the title of the saddest boy. But Crosshair, like, had literally given up. Like, literally. He was like, leave me here to die. Like, whatever. And he has that trauma. Like, his hands are shaking. And his whole thing is that he's a sharpshooter. And he literally can't shoot straight. Yeah. Somebody theorized that we're going to see them in, like, a firefight and Crosshair is going to make Omega take the shot because he can't, like, physically can't. That's really sad. I know. (laughs) Oh, Star Wars. (laughs) Star Wars giveth and Star Wars taketh away. (laughs) And, and then also, the f- when they do escape, Batcher escapes with them. I was literally just about to say that. Like, Batcher comes to the rescue, and I, for a moment, thought that they were going to fly off, and Batcher was going to, like, keep them occupied and mm. so that they could escape, and then Batcher would get left behind. But no, 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 no. They take Batcher with them. Thank God. I just think it is so funny to me that Crosshair is now a single father with a dog. <laughs> But I also think that he's, he strikes me as the type of person who's like, you know, those men who are like, I don't want a cat. I don't want a cat. I don't want a cat. But then like the cat is like their precious baby. Yeah. Or yeah. like, oh, I don't want like a female dog. Like I yes. want a, like a male dog. And, and then he ends up with a daughter and a female dog. Yeah. And yes. 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 That is exactly Crosshair's vibe to me. And that is so And personal. he's going to be the best girl dad. He's, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Literally the best girl dad. Listen. Oh my god, Wrecker is gonna love Batcher. Oh my god. I never thought about Wrecker meeting Batcher. 
That's Riker's like Riker's gonna play fetch with Batcher like all the time. Batcher's gonna like sleep with Wrecker. They're gonna sleep in like a dog Batcher, pile. Batcher living on Pabu. Oh my god, living her best life oh on Pabu. Gosh. Like she's gonna frolic through the ocean waves on the beach. Man, I never knew that Wrecker needed a dog, but like, man, he needs a dog. Um, you also mentioned on here that um, so when they're trying to escape, right? They go to that ship that was abandoned, but, like, it's not working. So, uh, Crosshair, like, turns to Omega. I think it's, like, Plan, like, 72 or something. Do you know Plan 72? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, Tech made me memorize all the plans. Yeah, I saw a tweet <sighs> saying that um, Tech made her memorize all the plans except for 99. <sighs> because he wouldn't want her to do Plan 99. I know. He was protecting her from it. God. Yeah, but they escape, and obviously they tell them not to keep firing, so they let them escape. So what we've set up here is that the Empire are going to be chasing down Crosshair and Omega, and I just mm-hmm. wonder how soon it's going to be before like they meet up with Hunter and Wrecker, and then they meet up with like maybe the Resistance that's happening, or like I guess it's the Rebellion, with um, Rex, like or and are we then gonna how see... does Ventress come into this? Yeah. Well, they're already being mercenaries. Yeah. So, like, maybe we see, like, maybe it's going to take a little bit longer for them to meet up. And then yeah. as they're being mercenaries, they come across Ventress. I like, do wonder, happen. I do wonder, like, if they're going to split up more or stay split up purposefully to protect Omega, because if they're all together, they might be easier to track than like if they have, you know, Wrecker and Hunter try to lead the empire astray, like off of her tail, like Mm -hmm. that would be really dramatic too. Yeah, it really would be. And like, I have a feeling that when they come back together, because you know, Hunter didn't really want like echo tried to get them to like join um rex like join the rebellion mm-hmm. and hunter's the one that like really gave the pushback of like i don't want to do that like i don't you don't want to be in that life i wonder when he meets back up with omega like he i bet he's gonna want to just go back to pabu and lay low and i have a feeling she's really gonna be like no we can't like this is a big deal um yeah and i also was just thinking because of Ventress and the Night Sisters and bringing things back from the dead, and now we have Project Necromancer. Like, is that gonna come together in some kind of way? I guess it depends on how big Ventress's role is in this show. Yeah, because when I think Necromancer in Star Wars, I think Night Sisters. Yeah. I like I also wonder if the you know they hire Ventress to keep Omega safe. Oh my god. <laughs> like they're like we need you to go with Ventress. Oh my god. <laughs> and like and also if um Omega starts to learn that maybe she might have force sensitivity and oh Ventress being like the only person that they know that's force sensitive. What a wild thing though. Yeah, instead of, like, reintroducing, like, Ahsoka back in, like, have Ventress be that person. Well, like, you know, because we just reread Dark Disciple, and 
So what the only time we've ever really seen Ventress training somebody in the force was training how to use the dark side. And I don't yeah. think Ventress would be tempted to do that again because of what, what happened. happened. Oh, and that goes back to like, you know, Star Wars saying in that article that they weren't erasing Dark Disciple and right. it would still be canon. <sighs> you know, Star Wars is so good. I've never said that Star Wars wasn't good. Never said that. Never been mad at Star Wars. I, like, can you imagine Ventress telling Omega, like, about Quinlan? Like, 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 uh, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump. Literally, like, I'm gnawing on my cables right now. Um, I don't know why I just kind of thought about this, but, like, do you think that Omega's force sensitivity could have come from, like, the Night Sisters? Yeah. Yeah. Because she's, this is such, like, a reach, but, like, because she's blonde and every Night Sister we've met is blonde. Are, are, are the clones blonde? No, though? the clones have dark brown hair. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Like, even Emery has that dark brown hair. Like, yeah. Omega is literally in her, um, what is it, like, her anime main character era with this that different color hair. That is a very hair. big reach, but possible. Yeah, like, it's such <laughs> a reach. Like, I've connected two dots. <laughs> <laughs> like, since season one, they've known this is coming. <laughs> maybe, like, maybe they're actually good planners. Do maybe we, the, the creators Alex, of the Bad Batch actually plan things out. But, Alex, we cannot forget... <laughs> This is still Star Wars, and they don't plan anything. <laughs> I saw was planned. That's true. I did see it. I saw a tweet today that was like, um, it was like, me, oh my God, your foreshadowing is so amazing. Like, I can't believe you foreshadowed this all the way back and whatever. And then it was like, the author, I didn't know that any of this was going to happen. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've oh, haven't you always wondered why Omega's blonde? Like, why is she blonde? Is it because she's a night sister? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe Omega. Where would have Dala say like gotten a night sister? I mean, it sounds like <sighs> more night sisters survived than we ever thought. Yeah, like it's like oh, they were all wiped out, and then you find out there's like five of them running around. Yeah, like every time it's like oh, there's no more night sisters. Like here's another one. Like, <laughs> and that was, like, that was a Dooku thing. Like, Dooku wiped out, and General Grievous wiped yeah, out. Yeah, it wasn't probably The Separatists did. So that's why it's, like... No. Mm. Don't know, though. Although, who knows what kind of DNA Palpatine has been storing. I feel like he has been, like, Ancestry.com over yeah. here collecting DNA samples. Do you think there's a chance Boba Fett could be... Um, in this? I don't know. Where is he right now? He's still, like, a teenager, isn't he? Um, maybe a young adult? Yeah. Because, like, he's a teen in Dark Disciple. Yes. Right? So this is how many years... How many years is this after Dark Disciple? Um, well, it's five years post, uh, Revenge of the Sith. That's Dark Disciple. No, that's... Bad Batch. Dark Disciple is in the Clone Wars. Yes, but it's 
So he's close to the end of the Clone Wars, though. Like, the Clone Wars is almost over. So, like, it's probably, he's probably, like, if he was a teenager then, like, he's probably, like, 20s-ish. Yeah. Um, is he the same age as Ahsoka? Or a little younger than Ahsoka? Ahsoka's the same age as Han. He's a clone, so they kind of age weird, don't they? Yeah, but Boba Fett, they was allowed to age naturally. Because he was yeah. given to Django as like as a, a son. son. Yeah. And I think that's what they've been doing with Omega. Like Omega, I think, has been aging naturally. Yeah. But I don't understand then how there's teenage clones on I guess maybe that's just when they were created. Created. So many questions. I'm actually like really I love like when Star Wars gets like a little sciencey. Like it's so mm-hmm. it's so like sci-fi horror, honestly. Like, yeah, well, episode it. two. Episode two was like super horror. Like, yeah. Slytherines. Yeah. I think like my my just still my main question going into like the next couple episodes is like, is it still gonna be Omega Crosshair Dream Team? And then Wrecker, Hunter, sad, desperate boys. Or are they going to come together sooner rather than later? I, I think they're dumping this the, the boys on Pabu and then they'll be reunited whenever the fight happens on Pabu. Okay. So you think, like, Pabu fight's going to happen early? No. I think that's going to be, like, climax. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking, like, mid-season. They're dropping off the boys. Yes. They're leaving the boys. And then they're going to go back, and there's going to be a fight. Do you think we'll see them drop the boys off and see Fee? Or do you think we won't see Fee until the attack? Oh, like, are they going to tell attack? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like, since it's been, like, six months, though, she probably already knows. Yeah. Yeah, um... They have, the op- they have the opportunity to get so soap opera-y and, like, for Fee to, like, be mysteriously pregnant. <laughs> oh, my God. I could also see them dropping off the boys and then picking Fee up and Fee, like, continuing with them. Oh. Trying to keep the sad boys together. Like, because you know that they're not eating... Right. Like, yeah. they're they're surviving on, like, they're having, like, girl dinner every night. Like, do you think that, like, Fee would, like, want vengeance on her dead boyfriend? Yes. So then they're going to drop the boys off and pick up Fee. But then who's going to take care of the boys? There's, like, other people on Pabu. That's true. That is They've true. They've been taking care of themselves in a cave. They can take care of themselves. <laughs> I know. It's so Barbie and the island princess of them. <laughs> <laughs> the, I love how we just call them the boys because we didn't like didn't even care their to learn their names. Listen, I like if they come back and they're important, I'll remember their names. But it was something like stick. No, in I'm gonna mox. find them out right now. One of them is. Mox. I'm going on Wikipedia. Okay, Deke and Stack. Wait, you weren't wrong. I wasn't wrong. Deke and, and Stack. And then the one that's in the cave is Mox. Okay, so I was right about Mox. Yeah. Deke, Stack, I, I and guarantee Mox. you they named themselves that. Because why else would they? Like, all the clones named themselves. So, yeah. like, why? What possessed Deke to name his name Deke? And Stack? What is Stack? 
Mocks, like, I kind of understand. Does he have it Moxie? Like, Is it, like, I, Riz? It's, like, Max with an O. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be, like, Moxie. Like, you know how, like, Riz is short for Charisma, Mox is short for Moxie? But how did he get to Moxie? Um, because clearly he's Moxie, Roxy, Foxy. <laughs> Why would you name yourself Stack? Is he stacked? <laughs> he likes to stack things. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody was like, hey, that's a really good stack. And he's like, oh my but god. what's Deke? Yeah, like, what is Deke? Really? Like, what's a Deke? What is Deke? That sounds like an insult. I think he should be offended that he got named Deke. Yeah, someone else named him. It's kind of like Zeke, but with a D. Deke. Stack. No. <laughs> I keep saying Max, but it's Mox. So, <laughs> so like, their, their normal names would be Max, Zeke, and Jack. Yeah. But they're not normal. See, this is why we just call them the boys, because their names are stupid. <laughs> like, I think that should be Fee's first order of duty, is to rename them. Because that's dumb. From here on out, we call them the boys. They're just you know, the boys. Like, if, just... if Alex and I are talking about the boys, we're talking <laughs> about them. Because if we mention the bachelors or the batch, we're talking about the bad batch. Okay? Like, <laughs> it's not confusing. <laughs> Although I will say, like I'm like kind of pretty excited but... about the boys joining this show because it's just like random. <laughs> so random. And you're right, they look exactly the same. Which I mean, yeah, I get it. They're clones, whatever, but they there's no discerning qualities about them. They're just Yeah. They're they just all triplets. have the same voice too. Like they sound well, the same it, to me. Is I mean, is he are they voiced by yeah but i mean all the bad batches voiced by the same actor too but he yeah. changes his voice i just feel he like couldn't the, be bothered. the boys sound the same <laughs> no i think mox had like a deeper voice really yeah i just remember them being like oh mox isn't gonna be happy about this them. what i can't believe you can differentiate them i feel like mox had a deeper voice i, just I feel like i have to re-watch the episode now i remember stacks the one who goes with them like at the end, no, like to the place. Yeah, like to yeah to the lab. Stack is the brave one. <laughs> Mox is the one who sits at home and makes the decisions. Yeah, Mox was like just at home the whole time. Yeah, I or mean, was Mox the one that went with them? No, I think Mox. Wait, I need a stayed. look. <laughs> and then Deke made no impression because he's stupid. Wait, Deke? No, Deke was the one that went Deke with them. Deke went with them. <laughs> How is yeah. That? Okay, I want you to imagine Omega <laughs> saying Deke. Like with her Aussie accent. With her Aussie accent. Omega and Rekka. <laughs> <laughs> you think Omega went to theirs to her? Oh my god. Uh, listen to me. Hunter would have taken Omega to the Eris tour. Wrecker would have been so Wrecker is a um love story no, all, okay truther. Wrecker enthusiastically went but I think all of them went oh yeah no 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 no. like I think that Wrecker and Omega were like chanting they're like the kids in the back McDonald's McDonald's like it was Aristor you know mm-hmm. and I think in Hunter the back of the van. yeah they were in the back of the van yeah they were in the back of the van they like they totally they also- dressed up they also, like, wrote all over their car that, like, they were on the way to the Eras Tour. You know, yes. like, those cars. Yeah. Well, and yeah. obviously, Tech drove 
because he's the driver. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Echo... Eras. Choose the Eras now. The, oh, well, I, I'm, like, so sure that Wrecker is fearless. Okay. Like, he just strikes me as somebody who is, like, jumping up and down, like, loving life to love story, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I feel like Omega is, like, very midnight. Not Omega. I'm sorry. Echo is very midnight's. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. Did he wear the vigilante shit outfit? Maybe. No, he wore the t-shirt, like, look-alike thing. Oh, the the t-shirt? The t-shirt version. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I feel, I mean, obviously Crosshair's reputation. Like. Yeah, he's a softie. Yeah. He's a softie. Like, and I just feel like he'd be like, he would wear, he would wear all black and call it a day, you know? I, I really think Hunter's red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because of his, his bandana. But not scarf. only, he's just like, like, I feel like he's just that vibe. His, like, his favorite song is without a doubt. Uh, all Too Well. All Too Well. 10 minute version from yeah. the vault. Sad Girl Autumn version. Recorded yeah. at Long Pond Studios. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think tech is speak now. Or folklore. Or folklore. Or lover. <laughs> I think Omega's lover. Yeah. Yeah. Or debut. I could see her with the heart. They do the makeup. Oh, heart. Omega would so did Hunter probably not maybe Hunter or Wrecker like did the heart for her. You know? Yeah. Um Oh, you know what? Okay, I know I said that um Hunter is red, but I could see like Omega like using his tattoo as an outline, like to make the heart <laughs> on his face. Like, it would, like, look good on his tattoo. It would. It would. Wow. I bet, like, they were definitely at the Sydney show chanting Sydney. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And yeah. then they're they're at night two and they get peace. And then, like, Hunter is crying. Yeah, Hunter because... totally cried during New Year's, New Year's Day and peace mashup. Mm-hmm. Totally cried. And I think Crosshair probably also cried, but, like, when they're like, Crosshair, are you crying? He's like, no, shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like Crosshair is going to enter into his tortured poets department era. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You know. <laughs> I love this. Um, is there anything else about these three episodes that we should mm. discuss? I don't think so. I don't think so either. We went off on a tangent about the boys on the Eras tour, so what is lipstick and lightsabers without the silliness? I, I mean, Omega definitely blasts Taylor Swift in the Marauder every day, and I bet you she wishes she was at Guts World Tour. But Hunter is probably like, oh my god, that's too risque. Yeah, she's too young. She's She's too too young. young. Maybe in a few years. In a few years, definitely. But I do think out of all of them, Tech is probably the Olivia Rodrigo, like, girly. Like, he snuck off and went. He totally went. He totally went to Guts World Tour. Absolutely. And he probably took Fee with him. Yeah, it was like a couple's date at the tour. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I hope in our next episode we see more. I want the Bachelor Crosshair Omega Dream Team. That's what I want for our next episode. Do we know what the next episode's called? I'm looking right now. 
Um, the uh oh, it's called a different approach. Oh, a different. But then approach. episode five is called the return. So many things could return. Is it Omega returning? Pabu. Is it Pabu returning? Is it Ventress returning? Is it Tech returning? Wait, so like all of the okay, we should we'll we'll talk about this a little bit. They're all named. All the episodes are named. A different approach next week. The return. Then infiltration. Then extraction. Then bad territory. Then the harbinger. Then doom. just doesn't say doom. Just identity crisis. Oh. Ooh. Point of no return. Oh, this is the mid-season finale. It's identity crisis and point of no return is mm-hmm. the mid-season. I I bet something in me is telling me that the Harbinger is Ventress. Yeah. Makes sense. But I don't know why. And then we have um, Juggernaut and then Into the Breach. Then Flash Strike. And then the finale on May 1st is called The The Cavalry Has Arrived. Just like in the premiere. Yeah. So, yeah, it finishes on May 1st. So then they're saying that if... So then Acolyte in June. Acolyte in June. It's going to be like a break with... Like a a month break with like no Star Wars. Unless they put um, Tales of... The Jedi in that break. I don't think that they would. I mean, they could, but I feel like Tales of the Jedi is kind of a big one. Yeah, I wish that they will announce who it's about because I'd like to see Adventurous. Yeah, I hope that they're. That could make sense though. Like, Adventurous plays a big part and then she's like has the arc in Tales of the Jedi. That would be really interesting. Yeah. Um, I think that would make a lot of sense. Have we only had one? season of Tales of the Jedi. Yeah. Okay, because it was Qui-Gon and Ahsoka. No, No, it was Dooku Dooku and Ahsoka. So how interesting would it be if in the first season we got Dooku and the second we get Ventress? Mm -hmm. Who would you pair with her? I don't know. Because it would be like Dooku, but Dooku's already had. No, but like, and the thing with Dooku and Ahsoka is that they were both fallen Jedi. Like, they both left the order. So then you would have to find something in common with Ventress. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, another missionary. Like, you do, like, Boba Fett. That would be interesting. I don't know if they but do we, that, though, because it's... Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Like, they would just have... They, they couldn't retell all of his story there. Yeah. I feel like it depends on what you focus on, because if you focus on, like, Ventress, her, and, like, her people being, like, massacred or, like... Her being taken mm-hmm. from that young age, like... I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know who I'd want to see, like, because all I can really think about is, like, I want to see Ventress. So I don't know yeah. who else I'd be like, oh, my God, I have to see it. But I think that is going to do it for this episode of The Bad Bachelor. It feels so good to be back with The Bad Batch. Oh, my God. Missed our boys. Um specifically missed our batch sorry didn't miss the boys um still don't miss them um (laughs) but i miss the batch and batcher if anything happens to batcher um i will self-destruct and jump it's gonna happen 
Um, but if you would like to keep the conversation going, you can find us pretty much always on Twitter at lip underscore lightsaber. I am at McCarter Shannon and Alex is at Alex Leonis. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.